Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils show presented by Four Peaks. It is a Thursday edition of Meet Us on Mill because Arizona State found a way to get the cardiac comeback, a 71-69 win over UMass Lowell. I know a lot of people in the chat are probably just as mind-blown as I am because I'm going to sit here, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what we just watched, okay? Arizona State, at the end of the day, comes away with a two-point victory over a UMass Lowell team that, let's be real, at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of people that write them off, but the Riverhawks are a team that certainly are one that, you don't really want to just kind of write off, right? You you don't want to look past the team in the Riverhawks, clearly, because Arizona State was dancing with an L tonight, okay? But at the end of the day, again, a two-point victory. We are going to get into bottle service. We're going to get into heat index, some players trending up. We've got our takeaways in closing time. We've got the numbers, and we've got it all. But I do want to get to some of the comments in the chat. Danny saying, all I'm going to say is which coach going to tell Gaffney to stop shooting threes because I seriously can't watch him anymore. Yeah, dude, there are some times out there where it's not just Alonzo Gaffney. It is a lot of the players where you're sitting back after an offensive possession and you're just like, wait, why did we take that shot? And then you got Austin in the chat with a hell of a point. Frankie Collins is a dog. Frankie Collins, look, I'll be real. He played and did exactly what he needed to do in crunch time. You could throw away the first half and change. They said it on the broadcast. The Riverhawks played a hell of a game for 37 minutes, and then Arizona State did what they do. They suffocate you on defense, and when they're able to find ways to score like they did in the crunch time tonight, they're a tough team to beat. Now imagine what ASU could do if they're able to string that together for two halves. That would be a sight to see. But I do want to get into just some of the basic things that we saw because, look, at the end of the day, it is a win. But I know there's a lot of people watching that are probably uneasy with this win. BC saying, looking like an NIT team, LTC, this team, uh, an Arizona Dodgers fan. Who did we barely beat? Right? Look, the offense needs to be fixed. The offense is not going to cut it. I know they got the dub tonight, and they could celebrate that. But I'm sure Bobby Hurley will be the first one to tell these guys, hey, the offense needs to be fixed, okay? I am tired of watching ISO basketball. If I wanted to watch one-on-one basketball, I'd go to the nearest LA Fitness and I would just post up right there on the bleachers all day long. But that's not what this is, right? We're not here tuning in tuning in to Pac-12 Network to watch one-on-one ISO basketball. We're here to watch a cohesive team. And for 37 minutes tonight, let's be real, it didn't look like a team. But for the three minutes that it did, that's an impressive showing, right? Look, there are going to be people, myself included, that are left with this game still uneasy about what they saw. But a win is a win. We said it against UCLA when the football team won, and we've said it time and again. Sometimes, man, a win is just good enough. That's okay. That is absolutely okay that it wasn't pretty. But like JJ said in the chat, wow, that is how everybody's feeling. And look, I know, I'm 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 be totally real with you guys. Watching this game, I was convinced they were gonna lose. I was sitting in the chairs 
watching the game. There was about three minutes in change left, right? UMass looked like they were going to run away with it. They looked like they had it. At one point in this game, they led by 12, okay? They were leading this game up until one minute and 14 seconds left in the game. And Arizona State took a lead with one second left off of Frankie Collins' finger roll. Are you kidding me? That is where we're at. That is where we're at, okay? We've posted the clip on social media before, but being an Arizona State fan, at times watching Arizona State basketball is quite literally bad for your health. It is bad for your heart health because watching it is like you genuinely have no idea how it's going to end. This team, seriously, in the last three minutes, found it. They found a way to, to get the full court press to work, to score in transition, to have decent ball movement, to hit their free throws. Like, seriously, in three minutes, they found out how to play Division I basketball. The question moving forward is, is that what they're going to be doing for the remainder of non-conference play? Or are ASU fans going to be tuning in to watch the first 37 minutes of the UMass game? Because that's not something that I think anybody wants to see. BC, last year's team that got snubbed by the committee was better, I thought. Brendan King in the chat. Frankie is clutch. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into Frankie Collins before we get to the actual numbers. Because Frankie Collins was a dog in the clutch tonight. Obviously, he had the finger roll bucket at the end that put ASU on top, but he had 11 total points. He had five boards, three assists, and honestly, that's all good and fine. The eight steals defensively were huge for this team. You look at ASU forcing 21 turnovers tonight, that starts with Frankie Collins, who clearly has made his name as the best defender on this team with Luther Muhammad no longer being in Arizona State Sun Devil this season, right? So Frankie Collins, although at times the offense from him, uh, it, it lingers or it wavers, it's not there all the time. His defense is something that is there quite literally every minute that he is on the court. And until he is able to figure it out offensively, I think there are always going to be people that question what Frankie Collins can do. But those same people that question Frankie Collins' ability should certainly tune in and watch the replay of tonight's game, specifically those last three minutes, because Arizona State doesn't win this game without Frankie Collins. Let's get that clear. Yes, that bucket at the end to put them up um, a couple points with one second left was huge, but they don't even get to that point without Frankie Collins' defense. Frankie Collins defensively was more valuable tonight, I would say, than that last bucket. Just about anybody in the starting five could hit that Free or hit the hit the layup at the end, but to play the on-ball defense and have the defensive tenacity that Frankie has night in and night out, that is the most special part of Frankie Collins' game, in my personal opinion. LTC in the chat, you would think Bobby would be chugging Pepto Bismol. He might be, and I might be after tonight's game because I'll be real with you, my tummy hurt watching that one. Offensively, dude, seriously. I'm I'm not gonna say it enough, and I want everybody to stick around for closing time because I've got some good takeaways, but this offen offensively, it needs to be fixed. Otherwise, you're going to turn BC into a future teller because this doesn't look like a tournament team right now. They look like an NIT team, right? They don't look like a team that is going to be able to hang with Arizona, with UCLA, with USC, with Oregon, with Washington, right? If you stuck out this ASU team right now as it is, how many people in the chat feel confident 
that they would win a Pac-12 game, right? Especially against some of those giants that they're going to have to play. Umar Balo, right? Arizona's starting center. He was at the game tonight. How do you think he feels leaving DFA after watching this one? Probably doesn't feel like ASU is going to be any sort of competition. And unless they figure it out offensively, night in and night out, then I think uh, there is certainly still some problems to be fixed. But Tyler brings up an interesting point. Why does Gaffney do that Meeks can't do? Yeah, the rotation was unique tonight. We were accustomed the first couple of games to seeing Bobby Hurley opt to go to the bench, right? But when you look at the amount of players that played tonight and the significance of minutes that they played, right? Uh, Bryant Celebunge only played four minutes, but he had six boards in those four minutes. I thought he was huge. I thought they could have used him uh, a little bit more. He also had four points. Um, pardon, he actually played 15 minutes. Played 15 minutes, was able to corral in those six boards, and then four points. Uh, I honestly thought Bryant Celebunge was a bright spot for this ASU team tonight. Malachi Davis didn't play. Zane Meeks didn't play. Bryson Long didn't play. The freshman, Akil Watson, Braylon Green, they didn't play. Kamari played. Jose pr- played. Alonzo played. Jemiah played. Frankie played. And Sean played. Right? So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players. Only two players off the bench for Arizona State tonight. Not something I thought we'd be seeing, specifically based off of the the bright spots that we've seen from guys like Zane Meeks, Bryson Long, uh, and even Akil Watson and Braylon Green at time. Bobby Hurley, maybe because this team got down so fast, and maybe in my mind, the reason that Bobby didn't go to the bench significantly tonight was because the offense had struggled, not just tonight, but struggled the first two games, right? So maybe in Bobby's head, the idea is, Let's keep it to just seven guys. Maybe we we throw in an eighth guy because you're trying to get some sort of cohesion, some sort of offensive rhythm in there. So I understand what Tyler is saying in terms of why isn't Zane Meeks playing a little bit more, right? But I can see why Bobby would maybe keep it with a smaller rotation just because he wants to build that rhythm offensively. But it didn't show up for the first 37 minutes, right? So I'm curious to see what they do in their next game against BYU next week, just in terms of who is playing some of those minutes. LTC in in the chat, Bobby's first game without Ray in charge. I thought the guys would have had a better performance. Look, maybe they were just still, still coming off the high of the, the celebration when they, when they heard of Ray Anderson's resignation, but you never know. Karen in the chat with exactly how I'm feeling. What just happened? Crazy. No, absolutely Absolutely crazy. Let's go ahead and get into a by the numbers presented by Desert Financial Credit Union. Guys, the only number that matters is that final score. ASU coming out on top over the Riverhawks, 71 to 69. Now you look at the way these two teams shot from the field tonight. Kind of surprising that Arizona State had 41% while the Riverhawks 48. Then you look at the way these two teams shot from behind the arc. UMass, 37.5%. ASU, 30%. This is a big one for me. The free throw numbers. ASU shooting just 12 of 21 from the charity stripe. UMass, 11 of 14. And then you look at the turnovers. Nine for ASU while their defense was able to force 21 from the Riverhawks. Now, I do want to focus in on those free throw numbers. 12 of 21. That's not good enough, guys. You won by two points tonight. 
You hit those nine free throws, you're chilling. You win by double digits. There has to be a point where Bobby Hurley spends an entire practice with these guys, quite literally, just shooting free throws. Because I tweeted it out. It may not have hurt them tonight. But ASU's inability to be consistent from the charity stripe will hurt this team. And if it doesn't hurt them in non-conference play, it's going to hurt them in Pac-12 play. Because there are teams that you can't dance around with like this. That you're not going to be able to pull three-minute comebacks out from the bench and find a way to get a dub. Okay? So if they're unable to figure out, again, the offensive issues, while also being incapable of scoring from the charity stripe at a consistent clip, this team is going to be in for trouble. And again, you're going to make BC look like he's from the future and have this team rolling into the NIT. And I know that's not something that anybody really wants. But MC brings up a good point. That last 10 minutes, 10 minutes just bonded that squad. Wait for the cohesion to sow further. But yeah, start Meeks. I know there's a lot of people in the chat that want to see Zane Meeks play. So we're going to go ahead. Uh, Danielle, can we throw a poll in the chat here by chance? Can we see how many people would like Zane Meeks to start? Just make it a yes or no. Guys in the chat, I'm curious to see how you guys vote on this one. Because look, I think Zane Meeks certainly has earned more minutes than he's been given. But again, Bobby Hurley's the one running this team from the hardwood. So we'll see if he opts to make any decisions as it makes as it relates to Zane Meeks moving forward. We are going to get to Jose Perez because Jose Perez had himself a hell of a game. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys a little bit more about Desert Financial Credit Union. If you didn't know, guys, they are the official retail banking partner of Arizona State University. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. Now, if you're an Arizona sports fan, there's no better place to do your banking than Desert Financial Credit Union. It's the only place you can show your team spirit every time you make a purchase with exclusive debit cards branded with your favorite teams. Bring the boom and get fired up with the Arizona State University Visa debit card. And now is the time to show your ASU team spirit. Open a free checking account online and get $200 plus your choice of three Arizona State University Visa debit cards. Go to desertfinancial.com slash ASU to get started. BC, why not? At this point, get creative. Austin, make everyone shoot 200 free throws next practice. And then MC, make 80% free throws and it's a different game. They are free. Absolutely. Like I said, at ASU sinks those free throws and we are talking about another double digit win for ASU instead of a two point nail biter. But I know there were a lot of people who probably bet on this game that were sweating it down to the wire. And if you made a bet, hopefully it was on the BetMGM Sportsbook app because they have a great deal for you guys. Kind of surprised they're still allowing everybody to get in on the action with this. You guys can download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com and sign up with code PHNX. Sign up and deposit at least $10 in your newly created account and place a wager in the amount of at least $10 at standard odds price. A qualifying bet. Once you place a qualifying bet, you guys are going to receive $200 in 
in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. Again, sign up for BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10, and you guys are going to receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW. York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario. JJ in the chat. What the hell, Totra? I thought we were meeting you on Mill. Look, man, I know. I know. I'm trying to keep it as real as possible. Had to get, you know, the, the meat and potatoes and all that nasty stuff out at the start but now we could talk about the good stuff now we could talk about the man of the hour a little bottle service for our boy jose perez jose perez was an absolute animal tonight he did everything humanly possible to keep the sun devils in this game, 20 points, seven of nine from the field. And let's give some more love to Jose Perez. Five of eight on his free throws. Also had three boards, four assists, one block, one steal. Jose Perez getting bottle service tonight because look, man, ASU isn't in this game if Jose Perez isn't in Arizona State Sun Devil. Tonight, I asked for one person, just one person to go out there and be the guy, right? At the start of the year, everybody kind of had their idea as to who who it was going to be. Was it going to be Frankie? Was it going to be Jemiah? Was it going to be Sean Phillips? Nah, tonight, give Jose Perez all the love, all the flowers, because Arizona State loses this game by double digits, and they don't make this comeback if it's not for Jose Perez. Jose Perez was an absolute animal tonight, seriously. And in terms of being able to understand that this team needed free buckets, right? Not every single shot that he took from the field was a pretty one. Not every single shot that he took from the field went in. But the thing about Jose Perez that I don't think I truly understood or that a lot of fans maybe understood was his ability to be able to create contact and draw the foul on the offensive side of the court, right? He did everything in his power to get to the charity stripe. Again, he wasn't perfect. But he managed to get there knowing that they needed to slow the pace of this game down a little bit. And they also needed some life offensively. Jose Perez was that guy. LTC, I think Frankie would benefit the most as soon as Miller is allowed his waiver. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw. I tweeted it a little bit before the game. Got an update from a source. It sounds like Adam Miller's waiver... ASU is, quote, hoping that they are going to hear something soon. Now, an exact timetable, not necessarily out there between me and everybody watching and listening. I'll say probably a week or so. We're probably in for an answer on Adam Miller's waiver here in the next week or so. Now, again, this is a waiver that was filed a little bit late. Uh, I believe it was filed only a month ago. Uh, So that would explain why it is taking the NCAA a little bit longer to actually get to that waiver. But Jose Perez, at the end of the day, not the only Sun Devil that stood out. Let's go ahead and get to Heat Index and give some love to some of those other players, right? I do want to start with Frankie Collins. We brought it up earlier. Yes, he scored. Yes, he did everything in terms of facilitating and crashing the boards. 
But those eight steals, man, Frankie Collins tonight was the guy that I think Frankie Collins wanted to be, right? There are a lot of people that probably want their starting point guard to go out there and be a star for two halves. Let's be real. Frankie Collins wasn't a star for two halves tonight, but I'll tell you what, when ASU needed him most, when every single Sun Devil on that court needed him most, Frankie Collins was the guy. Frankie Collins offensively sunk the bucket that got ASU the win. He was the guy in crunch time. Defensively, in three minutes to play, ASU needed a turnover. They needed life when things were looking down, when things were looking bleak, when fans were probably getting up ready to head home. Who needed a turnover? ASU. Who got them the turnover? Frankie Collins. Frankie Collins was absolutely the guy in crunch time tonight. Jose Perez is going to get all the love for the 20-point night. But Frankie Collins got ASU a dub tonight. And I'll tell you what this shows about Frankie Collins. The maturation that he has showed, not just from game one to game two to game three, but you look at how ASU started last year and how Frankie Collins played basketball last year. If you turn on game three of ASU last year and you turn on game three of this ASU season where they get the two-point victory over UMass, Frankie Collins doesn't even look like the same basketball player. Frankie Collins has matured from a basketball IQ standpoint. I think he's starting to understand where he impacts this team the most. And while there's a lot of people that, again, want their starting point guard to go out there and dish a double-double, 10 points, 10 assists, Frankie, from time to time, he'll get you the 10 points. He'll get you the 10 assists. But night in and night out, where does Frankie Collins make his living? Forcing turnovers and allowing the scorers on this team to actually get cooking. And that's why Frankie Collins is a member of the Heat Index tonight. Moving it along to the second man on the Heat Index, none other than Kamari Lance. He's either been bottle service or on Heat Index for all three games this season. And I'll tell you why. Because when ASU needs a bucket, he finds a way to do it. 10 points for Kamari Lands tonight. He also had two boards and assist. He didn't really stuff the stat sheet, but let's be real. Kamari Lands, 10 points after the two games that he's had. The only guy that showed up offensively consistently this season has been Kamari Lands. And tonight, even when it wasn't looking good, specifically in the first half for Kamari, he found a way to get to double digits. And when there were times when maybe Frankie was off, or when Jose Perez was off, or when Jemiah was off, Kamari found a way to impact the game. That's what I think makes Kamari such a, a different kind of player on this roster, is night in and night out in college basketball, not just ASU. Stars go missing, right? They'll have a game here or there where you don't see them. Kamari Lance, he may not be the first player that comes to mind when you think star college basketball player. But when you think of a guy that is going to turn in his 10 points, Kamari's your guy. It's like if you're sitting in class and you're a student, right? Let's say everybody here is in the fifth grade and everybody's got to do their homework or everybody's got to take their test. Everybody's got to do one of those quick uh, multiplication sheets, right? Well, Kamari may not be the first one. He may not be the star, right? He's not the kid that hands it in 10 seconds later. Kamari's going to be second or third every single night, though. Every single class period, Kamari is going to be doing his thing, and that's what you got from him tonight. There are going to be times where Kamari Lands is the leading scorer, where he drops a 20-piece himself. Tonight, 10 was good. Salute to Kamari on that, because it was a rough first half, not just for him, 
but for everybody on ASU. So for him to be able to find some sort of offensive life at the end there, I think was huge, not only for ASU tonight, but to keep his consistency and confidence moving forward. Now, the final member of the Heat Index, there's going to be some people that hate it, but I don't give a shit. Alonzo Gaffney stepped up to the plate when ASU needed him. Alonzo Gaffney, he had 10 points himself, 4 of 12 from the field, so not absolutely the prettiest thing. He also had seven boards, two assists, and hey, everybody, he had a block and four steals. Now, if you are familiar with this podcast and you watched the postgame show from the last ASU game, and I told you, Alonzo Gaffney offensively, you're going to live with it. You're going to live with him taking shots, okay? It's not pretty. Some of them are ugly. He took eight threes tonight. Eight threes. Eight threes. I'll say it in Spanish. Ocho. He took that many. One, two, three, four, five. He wasn't there. He didn't stop there. Six, seven, eight. He took eight three-pointers. Alonzo Gaffney. You know what I mean, mate? One. One of eight from behind the arc. But you're going to live with it. Why? Because the same way Frankie Collins makes his living playing defense, Alonzo Gaffney does the same damn thing. And what has Bobby Hurley's basketball teams been consistent of the last three years or so? Playing lights out defense, forcing turnovers, and getting buckets in transition, right? That's Bobby Hurley's MO. That's Arizona State basketball. Alonzo Gaffney forces turnovers. He's able to get the ball into transition scorers' hands. Now again, there are times where he's going to be taking those threes and ASU fans are going to have their hands on their head like, what are we doing? But what he's able to provide you defensively makes up for that. You look at the last possession or the second to last possession that UMass had, right? At a certain point, they gave up an offensive rebound. Arizona State did. There was a guard that pulled it out to the perimeter, tried to ISO Gaffney. Gaffney wasn't ha- having it. Somebody had come up for a screen. They switched. Gaffney forced a turnover, right? Like <laughs> Alonzo Gaffney is a big part to why Arizona State won tonight. So when there's people in the chat saying, I don't get why Zane Meeks isn't starting over Alonzo Gaffney, maybe that's the answer. Maybe it's because Alonzo Gaffney simply plays better defense. There are going to be people that want the three-point shooting that Zane Meeks brings. That's understandable. Bobby Hurley wants the defense in the leadership that comes with a guy like Alonzo Gaffney. So that's just my two cents on the whole thing. Danny in the chat, I'm liking Kamari Lands as like a sixth man. Yeah, Kamari Lands, I think, is going to find his role for this team Probably when we get to conference play, right? Because until we have an answer about Adam Miller, the starting rotation is probably going to change. And you're going to see the starting rotation obviously change depending on who ASU is playing night in and night out. Tonight, Gaffney, Phillips, Jose, Jemiah, and Frankie. Kamari coming off the bench. Now, Kamari lands. We've seen him already at times this season. He can start for this basketball team. And when he does... He does exactly what he did tonight. He finds ways to get the ball in the bucket, right? We're going to continue this conversation about ASU basketball, so definitely stick around. But before we continue that, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Circle K. I don't know about you, but I need 
maybe a Gatorade, maybe a 40 ounce, maybe a water. I don't know what I need, but Circle K has it all. So when I leave the studio tonight, I am going to be damn sure to stop there, fill up on gas and get myself a snack. Not to mention, guys, they have an amazing new free membership program where you guys can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups, and then you're going to save three cents per gallon every single day, which really does add up. Not to mention, you're going to get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products. Now, we're talking pizza. We're talking coffee. We're talking ice-cold fountain drinks. They have it all over at Circle K. Go ahead and join Inner Circle for free by downloading that Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Now, I also want to tell you when you're filling up your car, hopefully you are headed straight to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. They are Arizona's biggest and best resorts and casinos. We're here to tell you a little bit about their million-dollar Big Red Showdown at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, Wild Horse Pass, and all of the lovely other ones. Guys, sign up for Gila River Resorts and Casinos million-dollar Big Red Showdown. Stay in the game and get rewards. It is that easy. Visit GilaMillionDollarShowdown.com to get in on the action. For more information on Gila River Resorts and Casinos and all they have to offer, head to PlayAtGila.com. Not to mention we have a Suns watch party over at Gila River tomorrow, which is Friday night. So if you're listening to this on your drive to work Friday morning, make sure to stop at Wild Horse Pass Casino to enjoy the PHNX Suns watch party tomorrow night. Is going to be an absolute last now this is aftertaste guys we're getting aftertaste we're getting a little crude here so this is for everybody in the chat i know danielle didn't have the chance to watch the game because she was cooking up the coyotes post game show so this is for everybody in the chat let me know what this game tasted like what was laid on the tip of your tongue this evening sun devil fans because for me this one tasted like a pickleback shot okay and i'm gonna tell you why it tasted like a pickleback shot. Now, if you've never had one, it is a Jameson shot with pickle juice, right? So you you take the Jameson and then you take the pickle juice and the pickle juice is supposed to alleviate the taste of the Jameson. I hate Jameson. I absolutely despise it. It tastes like motor oil, okay? That's what the first 37 minutes of this game tasted like. It tasted like I was just drinking gasoline waiting for it all to stop, okay? And then the beautiful part happened. The final three minutes of this game happened, and I was able to take the pickle juice, and it all just tasted like pickle juice. And I don't know about you guys, but I love pickle juice. That shit's amazing. That's like crack. Instead of orange juice, just give me pickle juice to start my day. And I'm dead serious with you. That's exactly what this game tasted like tonight. It tasted like the first 37 minutes where the Jameson in the last three minutes were a was a glorious just sip of pickle juice that was dropped from the heavens. That's what this was. And it was like the bread and butter pickle juice. You know what I mean? I think somebody, somebody listening has to know what I'm talking about because pickle juice, mm, so damn good. Let's go ahead and get to the Bobby board for tonight. This one's sweet, y'all. We got back-to-back Bobby's on the board. Are you kidding me? And that face right there for Bobby's second win since being extended, that is the one that is the sweetest, to be honest with you guys. Look, the first one, it is what it is. But to, to have a comeback victory 
this early in the season. It's like somebody had said earlier in the chat. These guys are going to bond over that, right? The same way in all sports, these athletes are able to bond at certain points in the season, certain moments. You look at the football team, for example. They were a two-win football team before last Saturday, before getting a 10-point road victory at the Rose Bowl over the UCLA Bruins, a team that was formerly in the AP Top 25 this season, head coached by one of the all-time greatest masterminds of college football offensively and Chip Kelly. How was that team, how was that ASU team able to get to that point, right? How were they able to find a way to go get a double-digit victory on the road over Chip Kelly's team toward the end of the season? Well, the answer is because they got their ass kicked for how many straight weeks? It's a team that had to find a way to win, that was able to bond together loss after loss after loss. Now, from a fan perspective, that's tough to hear. That's tough to hear that you watch these guys, and it takes moments like that. It takes hard moments. It takes getting beat up to find a way to win, to find a way to become a better team, right? That's what the football team has done this season. And that's part of the culture that that program is trying to instill year over year, right? So you look at Bobby's team tonight, and there are a lot of fans that are looking at this two-point victory, and they're not happy about it, right? They're like, we barely beat who? Well, I'm here to tell you, you should be thankful that the basketball team has gotten to this point faster than the football team, right? Because let's be real. You win, you you learn more from your team in a two-point victory than you do a 30-point victory. You learn more about your team when they have to erase a deficit in three minutes and find a way to not get embarrassed at home. You learn more about your team when you are not able to score the entire first half and change, right? That's where you learn. That's where these players are going to push each other to be better. And the fact that they were able to do that in the first 37 minutes and bring it all together and bring it all home in the final three, it says a lot about the guys in that locker room. They said it on the broadcast. ASU had every opportunity to just lay down and be done. I'll be honest. I didn't think they were coming back. I'll be totally honest with you. I'll pull back the curtain. I didn't think they were coming back. How many of you in the chat didn't think they were going to come back? But they did. And that says a whole hell of a lot, not only about the team, but the coaching staff, about the captains, the leaders, the Frankie Collins, the Jemiah Neals, the Alonzo Gaffneys. It says that these guys are trying to build something. And let's not forget, there's only three returners there's only three guys that were on this team last year that are on this team now. Everybody else, they're, they're mixed and matched from schools around the nation, right? And yeah, they went on a foreign trip. Cool. It doesn't all come together. It's not all sunshine and rainbows after you take a vacation with your boys. That's not how that works. They got to find a way to become a team and they're learning how to do that, okay? It's going to take time. I've said it every single postgame show. This team has a winning record. They're two and one. ASU fans can rest their head on the pillow knowing that their team is two and one. And I said it again with the football team. A win is a win. Okay? Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's ugly. 
a win's a win at the end of the day. Did we end up getting a final on that poll for Zane Meeks? Yes, we have a final. It is 78 to 21. Yes, Zane Meeks should start. Wow, there's a lot of Zane Meeks lovers in the chat. Look, man, I love Zane Meeks as much as the next guy. I think Alonzo Gaffney brings a lot defensively, uh, but I do, I agree with a lot of you that Zane Meeks should definitely be in the rotation a lot more. Look, we're going to continue this lovely conversation that we are having. Again, ASU basketball coming out on top over UMass Lowell, 71 to 69. Do us a favor. Do Bobby Hurley a favor. Hit that like button. He's begging. He's pleading the same way he is always begging and pleading for the refs to give him a call. Just one. Just maybe two. Also, one thing I do want to I do want to talk about. Alonzo Gavney got a T tonight, and I love it. I loved that technical so damn much because you you want to see that, right? Like, I know at the time in the game, you're like, God damn it, Gaffney. Just shh, right? You're already down double digits. Now you're sending him to the free throw line. You're trying to mount some sort of comeback. It's not working in the first half, whatever. But he's frustrated, right? There's passion there, right? From a fan's perspective, I'd almost be more pissed off if you're down double digits and you're not barking at the refs. You're not trying to claw and scratch your way back. That's one thing that you 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 gotta show a little bit of love for Alonzo Gaffney. Is dude doesn't like he doesn't let the noise get to him, and he's always trying to get better. Okay, again, I know there are points in his game as the same there is everybody in the roster, and really everybody in college basketball. There is a point in their game that they need to improve. Okay, do I love watching Alonzo Gaffney pull eight threes on a random Thursday night in November? No, it's not my cup of tea. But a win is a win, and defensively, what he brings to the table is certainly something that is valuable. Levi in the chat, any Adam Miller news? Yeah, Levi, uh, I don't know if you were here earlier, but I said it. Um, it sounds like Arizona State is expecting an answer on the Adam Miller waiver soon. Quote-unquote soon is what I was told by a source. My estimation would be Probably the next week or two, you would have an answer on Adam Miller, which which is good considering you'd get him back before conference play, assuming that his waiver gets cleared. Still TBD on where that is trending, but that is the Adam Miller news. We're going to get to closing time here in a little bit, but first I want to tell you guys about Burrito Express. They have locations all over the Valley, and I don't know about you guys, but I got to be up pretty early on Friday morning. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to hit a local Burrito Express. I'm going to grab myself a steak, an egg, and I'm going to start my day the old-fashioned way, which is the B-E way, which is the Totri way, which is goddamn good. That's how we're starting our day with Burrito Express, guys. And you can too. Like I said, locations all over the valley. Great food, great customer service. Go check them out and give them a follow on social at Burrito E-X-P. Now, everybody watching We do really appreciate you probably watching and you're like, what are all the little trinkets behind Toe Tree here? And I'll tell you what, those things are all from FOCO. They are the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. They have everything that an Arizona sports fan needs to maybe set up their at-home desk or their at-home office. Or maybe you're trying to... Get some trinkets for your living room or maybe for your kid. FOCO is the place, especially 
If you are a sports fan, guys, FOCO always has our back for Arizona sports, and they have yours, too. Get the best gear around by visiting www.foco.com and using that code PHNX for all non-presale items. Go ahead and use that promo code PHNX for 10% off. Danielle, do you know what time it is? Just curious. I had a line from the song in my head, and then I lost it. It's closing time. It's closing time, ladies and gentlemen. My favorite time. Let's go ahead and get into the takeaways from tonight's game. The free throws. The free throw shooting needs to be fixed. You cannot continue to shoot just 12 of 21, 57% from the charity stripe if you're going to be competitive in these non-conference games, if you're going to be competitive when you get to Pac-12 play. That needs to change. Be the guy. Tonight, Jose Perez was the guy. At this point in the season, three games in, you know what I've learned? I've learned that there is no single guy on this team, and you know what? I'm okay with that. If it needs to be Jose Perez tonight, cool. If it needs to be Jemiah Neal, Thursday, cool. If it needs to be Frankie Collins, cool. Hey, If it needs to be Zane Meeks, cool. We just need somebody every single night to go out there and be the guy. Tonight, it was Jose Perez. I'm curious to see who it is against BYU next Thursday. And finally, R-E-L-A-X. Relax, guys. Relax. That's not just for you. That's for me, too. This is a long college basketball season, okay? And it's easy to get sucked into... Our offense isn't clicking three games in. Or, oh, I watched a half and change. We can't score. We're losing to who at home? Who's not scoring? Bobby did what? It's easy to get wrapped into a single night in November. But guess what? The story doesn't end in November, okay? You got a long ways to go. This team is going to grow much much faster than I think a lot of people, myself included, probably think. Maybe this is a team that finds a way to string it all together. Who knows? But don't we owe them at least a little bit of time to get to that point? I'd say we do, considering they're 2-1, and and they are far from being where they are going to be at the end of the season. That's my final takeaway. R-E-L-A. X. It's a long season, ladies and gentlemen. Look, if you enjoyed the content, we really, really do appreciate you. Hit that like button. Head over to gophnx.com. Become a diehard today. Super cheap. Not to mention, you're going to get a free t-shirt with your membership. Maybe you like this Diamondbacks one. We got plenty of Diamondbacks t-shirts at the PHNX locker. We got an Arizona State t-shirt. We got Coyotes merch. We got Cardinals merch. We got Suns merch. We have just PHNX merch, if that's what you're trying to rock. We got it all over the PHNX locker. Go check it out. Like I said, become a diehard today because not only are you going to get some great merch, you're going to get access to our diehard Discord. I'll tell you what, that diehard Discord was concerned for the majority of this ASU basketball game, but everybody's sleeping well knowing that the Sun Devils got a dub tonight. If you enjoyed the content, give us a follow at PHNX underscore son of. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You could follow DJ Danielle behind the Mac at Abraka Danielle. Two things before we get out of here. Three things, actually. We're going to see you Friday 
with a special show. You're definitely going to want to tune in. That'll be at 1230 for everybody waiting for that. Also, go Devils and peace.